Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. What's up, guys? I'm drinking wine because it's been that kind of day. Sorry, mom. Love you. <laughs> but a girl needs it sometimes. It's five o'clock somewhere. Who cares? <laughs> it is five right o'clock in New York. New York City. Where I am calling in from live from New York. <laughs> Honestly, if I was in New York right now, I would be doing the same thing. Everybody, we are breaking in a new format for our host only episodes because we're very lucky to say that we've been getting copious amounts of letters from you all, which is so great. We're really excited to be hearing more about what's going on with you all. So we've decided that we are going to start reading off the letters in every episode so that we can address more of your problems, which I mean, I think it's really why we wanna be doing these episodes is to communicate more with the listeners. So I think the more we can be in touch with what's happening with you all, the happier we are and the more we feel like, you know, we're serving the mission of this podcast. This is going to be such an amazing way to address everything that we want to say and make sure that there's no one being left out in our DMs because, yes, you know, everyone needs to get their voice heard and we're here. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And it's a great way to branch off with topics. I mean, yes, we're talking to breakup therapists and relationship coaches, but there are really sensitive issues that can arise, especially between friends. And today's topic happens to be what we do if we feel the need to break up with a friend. Have either of you ever felt this situation come up in the past? Absolutely. And I found that actually so interesting because I don't know, you know, for those of us who are following us on Instagram, we've been doing more polls to find out what you want to hear us talking about. And this topic, breakups with a friend, was unanimously the most requested topic. And I think that that's so interesting because obviously like the breakups with relationships and our significant others are difficult. We all know that. We've talked about it many times. But friends in a way can be worse because friends are people who last longer sometimes than our relationships. They're more people that we're used to depending on. And I don't know about you all, but at least for me, when I was growing up, like having friends and who you were friends with mattered in a different way. Like who you were friends with said a lot about you growing up. And I think continues on into your adult life. I completely agree. I mean, I was just talking to my mom about this. Looking at my brother, my brother has like 40 million best friends, but every single one of his friends, I met them all at his wedding and they're all just amazing human beings. And that just says a lot about, you know, you, it says a lot about my brother. I have definitely had friend breakups and they, I think I want to say they hurt 
maybe more than an actual relationship breakup. And at three, three significant ones um, throughout my I life. I think I've which had three we too that into. were really significant. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, Ash, though. It's like a divorce, it feels like, going through it. Because, you know, I, I think one of the first questions that I had to ask myself when I was going through a situation on my own was like, you know, was that friendship even serving me? How was I able to identify those points? And then I think another big thing was just whether or not I was like happy or feeling good about myself and about the friendship. And I remember one intense situation that had happened, I was just kind of like overwhelmed by the negativity and the constant, it was almost like a, a ritualistic, like, hey, let's dump all this emotional shit. And, you know, you're kind of left, or I was left with like, well, what about me? Where can I dump, where can I dump my things? And that lack of uh, reciprocity, I think really helped me understand that it really wasn't serving me. Uh, it was more so serving that other person. So as clear as those answers were, the process was super challenging because as I said already, it felt divorce. It felt super intense. It was just like, this wasn't how it's supposed to be. Like. We had known each other for years and years. Yeah. I mean, it, that that part really uh, surprised me as far as the process of going through the friendship breakup. It's like a parasitic relationship, yeah. you know, and yeah. and that's the only thing that I can compare it to. It's like friendship should be two ways, and it should be you serving them and them serving you. Not the not how you were describing it. How they're just dumping all of their baggage on you, and you have nowhere to dump your shit. It should be two ways. Totally. I guess one question I would have for you guys was, were you the ones breaking up with these friends or were you being broken up with? I was the one breaking up with these friends. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. I was broken up with. So we're all, <gasps> we're uh, covering the ground here. Okay. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear that side of it because oh. I, uh, the, the reason why I broke up with these three friends and they're all different it, it all happened within like a three-year, four-year period. They None of them knew each other. They were all different friends from different groups. But I was going through a lot of a, a bad breakup with my toxic ex. And after that breakup, I just realized that I cannot handle any negativity from anyone. Like I was very cutthroat, mm. super cutthroat. I was like, if anyone gives me any negativity, they are done. And I'm not that kind of person that will just you know, cut someone off so easily, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And then I'll, I'll just be too, I, I wouldn't know how to break up with them. But these three friends, super negative, And I, I had to let go of them. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? I want to hear the other side of it. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, Ash. I am also really horrible at ending relationships. And I've talked about that before. Like I was really bad about breaking up with people up until I was in college. And I would say that also went for friendships because like I will do everything I can to make relationships work. And I think you guys, you know, that's kind of who I am. Like I will find strategies and adjustments to make things work. It's because like I care really heavily about projects that I work on and also my relationships, my friendships. And when I was in some of these relationships, there were two different stories. So one in the first, these two people did know each other. And basically I was talking too much behind their backs. And like, I am willing to admit that because I am a venter 
And like, if I take issue with people, I am really horrible at saying it to your face, but I will like talk about it with those who I trust. And what I uncovered in this particular situation was that what I was saying about them got back to them. And I think that when everybody says like, oh, it's so horrible to talk behind other people's backs. I agree with that. I think what you say about other people says a lot about you. But I also think that there's a caveat to that in that if somebody is hurting you or bothering your mental health, it's also really hard not to vent about that. But I think you have to be really careful who you vent to. And now I'm a lot more careful about who I vent to than I used to be. I used to just vent to everybody and be super open about all of my problems, which is really rich considering I have a podcast where I broadly talk about my problems. (laughs) But many of the problems are problems that I've recovered from. But back then I was too open about things that I was going through and didn't pick and choose who I told things to. So basically those friendships ended because they heard what I was saying about them. And I have peace with that because what I was saying about it was true. And they Mm. were not relationships that were serving me. I was serving them, but I was not a big enough person or secure enough with myself at that time to be able to talk about it with them. And I, that's something that I wish I had. And now I think when I have an issue with friends, I'm a lot better about approaching it and talking about it honestly with them because the people that I still have around are people who I really care about deeply. And then the other friendship was because I had transferred to USC and I stopped paying attention as much to my friends at the previous school. I had like a really hard time balancing those relationships. Like it was hard for me to go back to Occidental to like really pay attention to those people. And that was something that I regretted for a long time. And by the way, like these friendships took me years to get over. And there's still sometimes where like, I think about them a lot and it wasn't necessarily, at least in the first two, it wasn't necessarily the people, but it was like the saying goodbye to relationships and like the letting go of things is really hard for me. I would also say with the one, like in college, that was somebody who I really valued and I regret like not making the time. And that was something that I had to learn from that. Like you owe those that you care about your time. And that that's like the most important thing that you can give to a relationship. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, is it better to either have it like breadcrumbed out or is it better to like have a sit down serious one-on-one? Like this is no longer serving either of us. Goodbye. (laughs) Well, what was your experience when you were going through what you were just describing, Lauren? Okay, so those were both sit downs. (laughs) Like those were not breadcrumb because I don't think I could have taken the breadcrumb. Like I wanted answers, you know? It's so funny that I just said, you know, because I give my mom so much shit for saying, you know, and she started to wear a rubber band. And every time she says, you know, she slaps the rubber band on her wrist because I like every time she says, you know, now I'm like, you know, (laughs) but I need to do the same thing for myself with like, so catch me next time with a rubber band. But Anyway, those were formal sit downs. And then recently, I had a conversation with one of my closest friends where I had to have a sit down conversation with them. And the reason we had a sit down conversation was because I love them so much. And like, this is a person that I would do anything for. And therefore, it was worth it to me to sit down. I think, and this is my thesis statement, this is my hypothesis. If you don't care enough about the relationship, breadcrumb it out. If that person is really negative to you and they're not serving you, then yeah, breadcrumb is fine because 
don't waste your time having a sit down with somebody who's not going to appreciate you giving them that time of day to a sit down. Because I know the time and energy it takes to be willing to have a sit down conversation is a lot. The strength that I had to muster, even just with somebody who I'm so close to, to have this sit down conversation, it was hard. Like I, I really had to pump myself up. But it was worth it to me because that person is worth it to me. And then you have to be aware of the changes that you're seeing within the relationship after you have that sit down. And I think that that sit down conversation tells you everything. It tells you whether or not like it's worth it to continue the relationship. I need to learn that from you, Lauren, because as we all already know, I cannot do confrontations and we've talked about this so many times and these conversations that I, I had with my toxic friends, it was more of a, I just, I, I couldn't have the face-to-face conversation because I, I, for some reason I can't do that and I need to learn how to get over that. But I just sent like very long detailed texts about how I, I was in a really bad mental space when all of this was happening. And it just felt like they just kept taking and taking and taking. And I had nothing left to like give, like, you know, like my, my whole mental they took up my whole mental space and and I didn't have time. And so for me, it wasn't even worth having that sit down conversation with them because I just knew that they weren't people who were worth being in my life. Not, you know, maybe it just wasn't the time ever. Maybe it wasn't just like, just for now. It was just, I don't think these people ever, ever deserved a space in my life from this get go. My problem is that I trust people too easily and I get super, super friendly and like, so close with people so easy and we become best friends so fast which is a red flag because you don't know that person but I just trust people so easy that I become best friends with them and then I after month three or month four you realize who they actually are and you're like whoa pump the brake I do not like this and my therapist also we were talking about relationships and she was like you will see someone's true colors come out after the third or fourth month of dating I fully believe that because I am a lot more like keeping friendships at bay until the third or the fourth month, because that's when I feel like I can start to trust. But I'm a cancer, you know, so we're very careful. <laughs> Alejandro, what about you? What's your experience with the breadcrumb or no breadcrumb? Well, the friendship breakup that comes to mind, I ended up kind of ghosting some either. Mm. Uh, I It was just, I found out through a mutual friend of ours that that person was talking about me, making it seem like I was not trustworthy. And I took that to heart because like, I consider myself a really trustworthy person. And I, I can identify with what you were describing, Ash. It's just like, I always, I just like, I put too much faith into a person. I, I get excited. I get into this like hopeful state of just like, oh yes, great, blah, blah, you know, full of motion, positive energy. And then I was kind of blindsided when I found out like these things were being said about me behind my back. And at that point, similar to what I was describing earlier, but just like, it was constant, like dump truck of emotional baggage for that person. But then for me, it was just like, okay, well, let's just keep it moving. Like, let's move on to the next destination, whatever. It just felt like I had had enough. I had reached my limit. And for me, expressing that frustration or expressing, you know, the capping of that limit, um, I just decided to just end all communication and I didn't respond to any text messages. There were a few phone calls here and there, but it wasn't overwhelming in terms of that person's effort, Uh, because I think there was definitely an understanding (laughs) that I found out what was said about me. And it was just like really unfair. So when I did, it took maybe maybe technically I didn't ghost because I did follow up after like a week. And I was just like, you know, like 
this is what it is. Like, I don't appreciate X, Y, Z. I phrased it in a way where it was just like, you know, good luck. Uh, I'll see you around maybe sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know how I concluded, but I didn't really breadcrumb it out. Uh, or maybe I did, but I think, yeah, that formal breakup moment, I think is nice to have. Cause then it's just like, it has finality. Like it kind of like allows you to have closure. It allows you to say whatever you want to say as difficult as that may be. Mm-hmm. But you know, it gets that um, the resolution in there that is needed for both sides, or at least just for you, because, you know, at the end of the day, we are our own advocates in life. So it's like we have to put not only our best foot forward, but we have to stand up for what we know that we deserve in a friendship, because like we were saying earlier, friendships are so special. And I guess for me, I didn't have like a super large social network growing up. I was very, very introspective and just always like in my own little world. So, you know, developing friendships as I got older became really important because uh, at the time when I was a teenager, I had moved. So relocating required a lot of like uh, building new connections. And I saw the value in that and it was really exciting. So to go from super introspective to then like super embracive of everyone, it's like, okay, like that balance is definitely needed. And whenever someone crosses the line, it's super important for us to stand up for ourselves. But getting over it, I mean, that doesn't make it any easier. Shit, I mean, it doesn't make it easier just because they were a friend or just because it was a platonic relationship. That's the quote, by the way. Hanky wave, Lizzie. We are our own advocates. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Hanky wave. (laughs) Should we get hankies? Yes. Whenever Lizzie needs a quote, we'll just... We do that in Alpha Phi. Like, if you'd have like our little chapter, and if the president said something you agree with, you go hanky wave. No way. And it's like forever in my life. Like, if I agree with something, hanky wave. So I'm going to go buy myself a hanky with my name. I, I do have a question, though, guys, because how do you vent about people effectively then? Because I think it's unrealistic in our life to think that our friends are always going to be perfect and always going to make us happy. Like the people that we love the most and, you know, also myself about even Brian, like he does things to frustrate me sometimes. And I want to be able to talk about that with my friends, even though he's somebody who is my partner. Right. So how are you guys able to do that without like feeling horrible or without it coming off catty? Like, Alejandro, what that friend was saying about you was a friend ending friendship, right? So what's the difference? How do you vent where it's acceptable and it makes you feel better without hurting someone? I think taking the time, yes, to vent all of the frustrations that are going on is super important. But I think also taking the time to recognize and acknowledge maybe the flip side of what you're frustrated about. I think that's a good balancing act. Mm -hmm. because it can be really easy for us to become enveloped by the frustrations that we're feeling or whatever events that may have taken place. But if it's a friendship that matters and if the other person that you're venting to knows that, I think it is important to take the time to at least like recognize like, okay, like I'm going hard on this person for, you know, whatever reason, but there's also like this side that I really appreciate and really want to better understand or like cherish in some way. So again, I think that helps create that middle ground for for ourselves uh, in that venting process because yeah I, I totally hear you like you don't want to vent too much and then mm-hmm. fucking asshole but then yeah at the same time it's like it's important for us to get this shit out I think for me there's two types of people that I vent about 
one is someone that I really care about. And, you know, they did something that that bothered me or they're doing something that I'm just like getting back together with their ex-boyfriend who's a terrible human being. And then I'd have to be like, oh, like I need to talk about this to like my other friend who I can, like Lauren, you said, someone that you trust. Or there's just someone who you just really cannot don't see this person being your friend long term like it's just you're they're not serving you you're not serving them like it just it's just that one person that irritates the shit out of you and you just need to vent about them you know and and that's okay I think it's okay as long as you're not being mean don't be mean about people don't as long as you're not making comments about their appearances or you know that kind of stuff if it's like talking about some shitty thing they did then fuck it they they did something shitty then what like you know, you can't just bottle stuff up, especially Lauren, you were saying how you felt bad about venting to your friends, but it's, or venting about your friends, but it's important because if you're bottling the stuff up, like, where is it going to go? It's just going to affect you. Because I feel like in both my relationships with you both, like we independently have people who we have vented to each other about. I feel like we both, all three of us needed to vent at those points, right? Like the I'm sure you both can like think about who I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> and that was important for us. And, and I think it was also almost like a bonding experience, right? Like, and it brought us closer because of what we were going through. I think that that's kind of important because when I think about how I was able to get over those friendships, I'm not a bottler. <laughs> like I'm a talker and I've talked about this before. Like I, I need to talk about what's going on with me. I mean, the reason that I'm drinking wine today, Osh came on the podcast. I was like, Osh, how are you today? She's like, I'm good. How are you? I'm like, listen to what happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I need to talk about how I'm feeling. I'm not good at hiding it. And that's why I think therapy really works for somebody like me who does need to talk about what I'm going through. But also for friendships, as I said, it took me years to get over those friendships. And I think Now I can see why they wouldn't have served me in the current life that I live, but also the people that I'm friends with now are people that I've been friends with for years. I would say that they're long lasting relationships. I would say that you two are some of like the newer friends that I've made and we've already been friends for years, right? So I would just say that like in the relationships that you've let go of, you learn new things that you bring onto your new relationships and they are growing experiences. And although they're really hard sometimes to say goodbye to, they make you a better friend going forward. I don't know that when I was that age, I would have considered myself like a great friend. But now I think when people describe me like on birthdays or things like that, being a great friend is something that's always described about me. But I don't think that I woke up and was a great friend. I think it was something that I learned over time through bad experiences. And I think that that's okay to know that some relationships enter your life because they're teaching you. Because I think teaching moments happen. We have to learn to be okay with those teaching moments. Because I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves for letting those go or like getting rid of that negativity. But we have to know that some relationships, although they don't carry with us, they did serve us in some way. Lauren, one thing that um, I am going to compliment you on, and then that's it. We're done. (laughs) Until next week. Is that you have taught me to be a better friend or like how to be a better friend. Because I used to be the people pleaser, and I still kind of am. But just people pleasing all of my friends, taking in all the problems to the point where I closed myself off. 
to all of my friends. Like I'm still really friendly with them, but I do not ask like, how are you doing? Like unload on me because number one, I have mental issues too. I, I can't take on other people's problems now. Like I need to put myself first, but with you, Lauren, you are such a good friend and that is rubbing off on me. And it's like, teaching me that there is balance, you know, like you can still be a great friend and still not take on people's shit. Like you can still take care of yourself and also be there for your friends. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> and I feel like an idiot. Cause I also realized we have a letter and I was all have a at the beginning, like we're going to get to this letter. We want to talk to everybody. And then I just wanted to talk about myself. All right. Dear damsels, I recently caught my best friend texting flirtatiously with my boyfriend. She has been a lifelong friend and he was our long-term mutual friend. I had felt there had been some resentment when we started dating, but I certainly did not expect either of them to cross that line. I basically broke up with both of them. Now I have multiple fears. Will they get together? Am I overreacting? Did I just ruin long-term relationships? Did I make the right decision here? Love broke up with my BF and BFF. Oh man. What was the extent of the flirtatious text message? Yeah, I want to know that. But I will say this. In college, I was dating someone that I, you know, our families had been friends for a really long time. I hadn't known him for that long because I was living in London. But our families have gone back, you know, for years and years before they were even married. And so I was dating him in college. And there were some girls in our friend group like that I was friends with who were extremely flirtatious with him in front of me and it would piss me off so much but I had that same concern and same fear when I broke up with him and I moved to California I noticed them all get super close and I was so paranoid that one of them would start dating him it's hard to hear because it's like your long-term best friend and your your long-term friendship you know friend who you got in a relationship with I would reach out to them and, and figure it out because if it's that if it's that many years that you've put into a friendship it's obviously something that's going to sit with you for the rest of your life, probably you're going to be thinking about this and be worried about it. So I think my advice is to have a sit down with both of them and talk it through and figure out what's going on, you know, and then move on from that. If they did, did have romantic interest, then then fine, cut it out. People should not treat you like that, move on. But if not, maybe, you know, I don't want to say you were overreacting, but maybe it wasn't, it was, it was like harmless flirting. I, I agree know. with you and I'm going to advocate for women here because I feel like women are always accused of being flirtatious even though they're friendly. As somebody who's had a boyfriend for a long time, like my friends literally have jokes like that my one friend is Mr. Steal Your Man and she'll like we have photos of like her hug it's Bryn. Hi Bryn. And um like Hi, Bryn. photos of Bryn like hugging Brian and like I'm okay with it. Like I think if you can trust your relationship then like great. So that's where I see is the line here, because I don't think that you trusted the boyfriend. If you're like reading these messages, I think that women are always like who are friendly and like maybe loving. Like I see my friends like text hearts to Brian and stuff, but it doesn't offend me because I really just don't worry about Brian. So to me, like there's some insecurity here. One, like the question is, what's the caught? Like, were you going through Two, like your fear on this is, will they get together? If this person is a good friend, then they are clearly not going to get together with your boyfriend. Like that, that is just ridiculous. So if that's like actually a concern, then okay, maybe they're not a good friend. But I would just ask yourself here, like, are you overreacting? And I would gladly welcome a follow-up letter to this with some screenshots here, because I'd love to analyze yeah. like what this flirtation was. But if there's just like, 
parts or something like it feels like it could be some overreacting and you said that they were long-term friends all of them were just mutual long-term friends too like they've known each other for years it's not like it's some new friend that's come and now is like texting hearts or heart I you know like it's it's someone that this guy that your boyfriend has known also for so long I hope it was just friendly that was misconstrued to be flirtatious and if they liked each other why didn't they get together earlier then exactly when she's saying did I make the right decision here I'm just curious like does that mean that like there's some backtracking being contemplated like will there be some sort of correspondence between all three of them these questions of like will they get together am I overreacting did I just ruin our long-term relationships did I make the right decision it just sounds like a lot of back and forth that this person is going through where it's like is it possible that this person is considering like reaching out to them and after this breakup that they supposedly had I don't know oh god to have a con- like a follow-up conversation <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god. I think that you let a good friend go that's what I worry about here that like if this is a lifelong friend it's really bold and like they were friends with this boyfriend to me it sounds like you were insecure about the relationship to me the friend is more important than the boyfriend yeah I agree I completely agree. The only advice I would give is to probably reach out to them and have that conversation because it's going to, if, if, if you care about this relationship, then it's going to eat at you for years to come. But if you don't trust both relationships, then if getting back together with the boyfriend is only just going to not, you're just going to be in a relationship that you're not trusting your best friend and your boyfriend is going to be so awkward. Like they know you don't trust them. And I don't know, maybe just move on. And you didn't even tell us you think move on from both of them <laughs> just move on okay. reach out to the best friend reach out they, to the best friend they didn't she didn't tell us how they like reacted like if they were like no we didn't do that blah 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 like yeah that also tells a lot like how did they react to this yeah we need more we need more context i think please write back to us with more information and we can help you and 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 give us the receipts and screenshots need the context clues all of them all of them receipts all right everybody well this has been another episode of damsels in the dms we would love for you to rate and review us on apple and spotify tell your friends we'd love for you to follow us on instagram we'd love for you to continue to send us letters especially now that we're incorporating more of these letters we're very interested in your feedback you know so send us what you think about these episodes like how would you like us to adjust it do you have thoughts on how we should change the format we are open we're looking forward to your feedback well this has been another episode of dances in the dms until next time it's going down with dms bye dms dms we don't need them we just leave them please yeah it's going down in the dms bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube